0: Learn how Alina Health is committed to providing you support on your path to better health in this edition of the WellCast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Acupuncture is a form of Chinese medicine that has been practiced for centuries. My guest today is Paul McGee. He's a licensed acupuncturist at Alina Health Woodbury Clinic. Welcome to the show, Paul. Tell us first, people do not know, what is acupuncture?
1: Sure. So acupuncture is the insertion of very small, very tiny needles. Um, They're all surgical stainless steel. They're all perfectly sterile and they go into very specific spots in the body. Um, And at at a basic level, that is what acupuncture is.
0: So a little bit more than basic then, what is it intended to do? Absolutely. So what
1: acupuncture does, what what traditional Chinese medicine, which acupuncture is a part of, tries to do is to rebalance the body, sort of stimulate the body to rebalance itself using its own, uh, its own chemicals, its own processes. So we're not introducing anything aside from the needles into the body.
0: And how does that help? I mean, there are a lot of, you know, people call them theories, but they're not necessarily theories. What you do works for so many people. Explain how that does.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, on one level, we're still trying to figure out from a Western perspective what acupuncture does in the body. Um, The things that we know it does, we know it affects the nervous system directly. Um, If you put an acupuncture needle into someone and do a brain scan on them, it has changed the way that the the brain is functioning. Um, We also know that it changes uh, the chemistry of the body. The body starts to release more endorphins. The body starts to uh, get more sensitive to its own endorphin. And the body also starts to increase the flow of blood to certain areas. So we don't have one universal theory from a Western perspective of how acupuncture works. Uh, We're still beginning to study that. We've only really had about 20 or 30 years where we've begun to look at that. Um, Traditionally, what I would tell you is that we look at the body and we see a large network of channels, is what we call them, meridians, through which energy and blood flow. And so when we look at someone who is is, uh, unwell, we are looking for the places in that network where that energy in the blood is not flowing well. So we essentially reduce the human condition down to a plumbing problem and start working with specific spots to reduce or increase the flow of energy in blood.
0: Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. And what type of illnesses or conditions do you typically see? Well,
1: probably the thing that we work the most with is pain. Um, especially with the uh, issues that we're having with our modern medicine with the uh, uh, over-dependence on opioid painkillers. We're really beginning to see a lot more people who are dealing with chronic pain coming in to see us to begin to hopefully wean themselves off or never go on them in the first place. Um, But that's that's just sort of uh, what's getting our foot in the door with a lot of the big medical systems like Alina. Uh, We also treat nausea very well. Um, We treat uh, allergies. We treat uh, uh, digestive problems. There are people uh, that are specialists in acupuncture for fertility and for uh, uh, inducing labor. Um, Really, it's, it's important to remember that this was the only form of medicine in all of Asia for several thousands of years. And so they figured out how to work with pretty much everything. It's just, what do we work with as well or better than Western medicine is kind of what we're looking at now.
0: And I'm quite sure that the biggest question you get when you are discussing Mm -hmm. needles is, does it hurt? (laughs) Um,
1: Well, uh, I'd like to say no, but the truth is occasionally. Um, And uh, the, the level of pain from the needles that we use is pretty minute. Um, it is much more like getting a mosquito bite than it is like getting a shot. Uh, the needles that we're using are are tiny. They are smaller than a human hair. And unlike what most people associate with needles, um, they're, they're not hollow. They're not tubes. Um, they're just a solid shaft with a very sharp point. And the only way to actually see the actual point is to put it under an electron microscope. They are that small. And so you can fit probably about a dozen of our needles into the tube, of uh, into the tip of a a hypodermic needle. Um, And so very rarely, they give a little pinch as they go in, Um, but it only lasts for a second. And it becomes a very relaxing thing the moment the needles are in.
0: And if you're scared of needles
1: i've worked with, I work with people every day that are scared of needles i've got a lot of tricks to get them in comfortably um, We can either show them the needles or not depending on what kind of triggers their fear um and worse comes to worse I can uh use some of the other bits of training that I have we can use acupuncture for some or acupressure i'm sorry for someone who's really really uh nervous about the needles um But I've never had anyone that I wasn't able to gradually wean on to being relaxed about me using as many needles as I think they need
0: it. So what are some common misconceptions that you have been clearing up for your career that people have about acupuncture?
1: Well, uh, probably the biggest one is that if someone is coming in with a specific complaint, we're only going to talk about that. Say, someone had sprained a wrist, um, I, we're going to talk about the wrist, but we're also going to talk about a lot of the other things that are going on in their body because acupuncture deals with patients holistically, which means we're looking at the whole person, not necessarily just the bit that got hurt. And so, uh, you know, and and our, uh, our system of medicine makes connections between symptoms that sometimes don't make perfect sense to someone who was isn't trained in it. So, uh, uh, you know, if someone's coming in with knee pain and I start to ask them about how the urination is doing, that may not make sense in the patient's mind, but I'm working out the patterns that I need to to make a proper diagnosis. And so, uh, I guess the biggest misconception is that we're going to just talk about the one thing. We're just going to treat the one problem. um, And We don't. We look at everything, and I promise that in looking at everything, we're never going to ignore the problem that brought them in.
0: That's really, really good information. How many acupuncture sessions do you typically need to see improvements? Um, I'd
1: say typically you're beginning to see improvements by about the, uh, you usually begin to see them showing up by about the third or the fourth at the latest. Um, It may not be done. It may not be all the way to what we're gonna be able to accomplish for that patient. But you usually begin to see some measurable changes after a few sessions, um, all, very rarely after one. Um, and there's a few people that we've had to go as long as maybe six sessions before they started to see some, uh, some improvements. And if we're not getting anything after six sessions, I, we very much, we discontinue I and mean, we're not gonna, I don't feel the need to waste anyone's time or money.
0: How long are um, the sessions?
1: About 40 or 50 minutes, it depends. the The, the needles stand for about half an hour, um, but the, uh, the intake is what takes a little bit of a variable amount of time. And so with some with a, an initial patient, it's going to take longer. I usually ask them to schedule about an hour, and then uh, for a returning patient, it's usually about 45 minutes.
0: Does insurance cover acupuncture? Uh, It does sometimes, Uh,
1: and it really is important for patients to uh, call their insurance company and check. It's just you look at the the service number or the the number on the back of your insurance card and ask about acupuncture benefit. A lot of providers, a lot of the companies will cover it, but not necessarily for every plan within that company. Um, And Medicare does not yet. Um, It doesn't do it at all.
0: So why do you think, and we only have a few minutes left, Paul, it's fascinating, why do you think people are biased against it? They hear the words chi and energy, and they're not sure that they buy into it. What do you Uh, tell them?
1: What I tell them is that what we're having an issue with is not ideas or um, concepts, it's language. And so if you look at the idea of chi, And qi in Chinese literally translates to energy. Um, And if you think about the word energy in English, it means a lot of different things. Um, It it means the amount of uh, kinetic energy, physical energy you can measure off of an explosion. It means um, sort of the mystical, uh, what you feel when you're in meditation. And in Chinese, it has the same level of range. So in, in Chinese, gasoline is literally translated as qi oil. Um, and so it, it, if you look at the word qi and say energy, with most people, they're going to go, well, that sounds kind of meditative and metaphysical. But if you replace it energy with the word function, it all of a sudden becomes much more. Uh, it becomes much more pragmatic. We're not talking about lung energy. We're talking about lung function. We're not talking about uh, uh, stuck energy. Uh, we're talking about a function in the body that's gotten stuck. Like if you look at uh, a spasmed muscle, um, what we would translate that into in, China, in the Chinese medicine would be uh, qi stagnation. The, the energy there has gotten stuck. And if you think about it, the, the function of that muscle has gotten stuck in the on position. And so all of the things that we do to get that muscle to unstick is traditionally phrased as moving chi. So really, I think the biggest issue is that it's a language barrier. It's not actually understanding the concepts on a a deep enough level to find the right words in English or not understanding English well enough to to, to put those words into proper English or understandable English.
0: So give your best advice to people that are considering acupuncture for various chronic conditions.
1: Okay. My best advice is find a licensed acupuncturist. Find someone that's gone through all of the training to be just an acupuncturist. Um, They're the ones that are going to know the most about it. They're the ones that are going to uh, understand how to look at the body holistically. But the other bit of advice is to be a little bit patient. Acupuncture does take a little bit of time to make a big change in the body. And so it's not going to necessarily work as fast as a medication would, but it has a lot, uh, the side effects are a lot less common and a lot
0: safer. Thank you so much, Paul. It's really great information. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.